LA is our house. Welcome. This is episode 824. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? And this is Bobby. We're coming back from a pretty damn sad week um, in, in Los Angeles cinema and pretty much around the world. Uh, we have some stuff about Galaxy, but what do you guys want to start off with, guys? Uh, Lewis, I'm going to go ahead and let you take it because as as we know that I, I'm always the guy that brings up the sad stuff on the podcast. And uh, I think everybody's pretty much talking about this uh, this week. But Lewis, please go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we unfortunately have to begin with the, uh, you know, the unfortunate and tragic passing of uh, Kobe Bryant two days ago. Uh, was tragically killed in a helicopter crash along with his daughter Gianna, the pilot, and uh, six other passengers that were on board. And um, there's no way to have an you know LA-based podcast without talking about this. And uh, it's—I mean, it's uh, obviously. I think all of us are still, you know, trying to come to terms about what happened. Uh, I know I'm still shook. Uh, the entire world uh, is currently in mourning. Uh, we lost an icon, a legend, a hero, uh, a teacher. And um, I mean, I, I, I mean two, two days later and I'm still in shock. I, I still can't believe it. I really can't. The, the 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 surprising thing for me is like Lewis, you follow the Lakers really closely, and Bobby, you were such a you you still are a huge Lakers fan. I kind of yeah, I've been I've been out for a few years. Yeah, I I, I kind of fell away from it um, for a few years, especially after um, that last championship. I kind of kind of faded away a little bit. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, even I mean, you know, even though in those prime years those Kobe prime years I was never really that big of a Kobe Bryant fan but I'm what's surprised me is how much this has sort of been like affecting me over the last couple of days like I know Sunday I I felt like I was just in a daze like all day um uh I definitely didn't share the feeling of disbelief that a lot of people did I know Lewis you kept you know saying that you you couldn't believe it and you didn't want it to be true you're hoping it was a a a hoax of some kind um as soon as as soon as you you messaged us and and you know told us about it uh you know i looked and the the funny thing is that earlier like minutes before you you sent that text out or, or i guess you know before the the news came out uh my wife mentioned how sort of foggy and and hazy it was outside and she thought that was a kind of an odd thing. And, and obviously the news came, uh, you know, it's obvious that weather is a, a big, um, factor in, in why the crash happened. Um, but it just kind of stayed like that all day. Uh, like the, that, that fog never really lifted. And I think that that was sort of a, you know, it, it's just funny that, that the day turned out to be that way. Um, because I feel like that's, kind of how all of LA and and California and, and like you said the world kind of felt um people are still really obviously people who were a little bit more closely followed the Lakers and and um 
people who are fans are obviously still in shock. But to me, um, I, I keep thinking about the families, um, you know, because it, it, it was Kobe and, and Gianna. But, you know, that that's a helicopter carrying a bunch of people. You know, it's it's John Kerry and their 13 year old daughter, Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah and her daughter, Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser and the pilot Ara Zorab. Um, you know, these are real people, regular people living their lives. Um, it's tragic. And Bobby, I know I told you this, uh, and, and I know you told me the same the same thing the, the other day when we saw each other uh, that night, is the, the thing that I keep going back to is because this is something that I've thought of many, many times in my own life with my own kids is what must have those last few moments been the, the sort of terrible feeling of helplessness. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, sometimes when I think about it, I think about that there was time for them to see what was coming. I hope that wasn't the case. I kind of hope it was just quick and sudden. fast and yeah, yeah. yeah and sudden. Um, because now we're, we're getting more more reports. It seems like you know they hit a side of the of the hit of the mountain um, because of visibility. And as soon as the helicopter hit, it was just it it was just an explosion. Like it was gone. No, there was no survivors for any 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 time or moment after the collision. Um, so I hope. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's difficult, you know? I mean, Kobe for me was a big deal, uh, especially since I didn't think anybody would ever fill the shoes of Jordan. Um, I, be, I was a big Jordan fan, and then when Kobe started, you know, uh, kind of growing into the sport and getting called into the Lakers, it was a whole other thing, too, because he was he's not that far from our age. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's only three years away from me and, like, uh, maybe two yeah, or one, one years away one year from, me. from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it kind of felt like we were watching... Someone we knew, someone that like that could be at the barbecue with us, someone that could be hanging out with us, you know, because yeah. he was in in our age, in our city, um, and you know that that's the other thing. That's why it feels like it feels like we we've, we've all been kind of ripped off because there was a second stage of Kobe's life after this that he was really putting together, and it looked incredible. It looked amazing and promising and for a lot of people not just for him for yeah. a lot of people that he was going to be helping um he's one of the rare athletes uh there's more now but he's one of the rare athletes that i look up to um you know because he's one of those athletes that shows that talent isn't just enough he works hard and he makes sure he works harder and he gets to at least the closest to perfection that he can in all situations and he doesn't hold on and, and lay back on his his talent and 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 just just coast. Yeah. Um, there's a there's only a few uh, uh, athletes that are that way, um, but there are a lot of people that way. I want to make sure that uh, people understand that as well. Um, yeah, you know, and I feel bad for Vanessa and his family and the other three families that lost other family members in that helicopter crash. It's just, it sucks. I was in disbelief. I wasn't, I wasn't a daze. It's not that I didn't believe it for multiple days. I just didn't believe it at the time. I'm like, no way. No way. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way that 
the universe is going to do this, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Kobe. He'll always be with us. I'm definitely, like, I feel like I have to, I have to definitely watch this game Friday with friends, like, go like like we have to go to church yeah i i you know, like I watched this is my the, lakers uh, church this friday <laughs> espn re-aired the the his his farewell game his 60 point farewell game and i i watched it uh in its entirety and it's it's just mind-boggling to see the guy i that's how yeah that's how it was watching him that's the yeah. thing i remember telling you not because of kobe not because you weren't paying attention to kobe we were talking about something i don't remember how it came up but i remember telling you i'm like you know it's a pretty big disservice when people hate on other players just because they're in another team you should watch them because you need it because if you're really into the sport well you're i mean gonna really enjoy enjoy the cl- the the class of course you can hate the other player but you there's, but you can't say that like you know they're not good there, there's of also course, a lot of players hated kobe but yeah, they hated yeah. him because he was so damn because good, was so good. And they made a made a made an issue for all of them did you, you know? have you seen that that commercial there's this commercial that i never knew existed and i saw it uh this morning uh there's this commercial that uh it, you know he's playing and then you hear the chants coming down from the crowd kobe sucks kobe sucks and then the lights go out and then there's a single spotlight on him, and then he points to somebody in the crowd, and then the the thing lights up, and then he's you know talking trash to Kobe, and then he points somewhere else, and then that person's talking trash, and then he points somebody else, and it's Jordan Peele, and he's talking trash, and then he points, and it's <laughs> I don't Whoopi, remember this commercial. yeah, and it's Whoopi Goldberg, and she's talking trash, and he's conducting it like a symphony, and it's amazing because I, I, because you get to see how. Much much he he loved being hated oh he loved it all he loved the he loved the competition he loved yeah. the he loved when people would tell him he couldn't do something and he did do it you know he that was the drive that yeah. was the drive that he had and 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 and, and, and that's why a lot of bas- a lot of nba players you know they always they say that he's like a lunatic like they would never follow <laughs> that like you know i was watching um so uh, Jimmy Kimmel, because Jimmy Kimmel did a special of all of his interviews. Yes. I don't even know if they were all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and the one interview where he asked Kobe, like, hey, I heard that you started reading the referee manual handbook. And he's like, yeah, because I needed to know exactly where they were so then I can find their blind spots so I can foul. <laughs> and he's like, do you think any, any other NBA players? And he's like, not that I know of. And I mean, that's and that's the, the extra the extra steps that he makes, yeah. you know, yeah. like that's not I talent. Mean, that's intel intellect. I remember hard, hard work. I mean, I, I remember, and there were so many things that Bobby said um, that, like, I, I want to touch on because I mean, I, I feel one hundred percent the same way. But I'll start with this: is that um, in what Kobe Bryant did um, in his sport and what he did, he strived to be the best at what he did and in every, every aspect of his life and every aspect. Not of just the sport. yeah, not just the sport. Yeah, and. You know, I remember in the early days of this podcast when we were talking about the, the the U.S. national team and how the players now are soft and that they're mentally weak. And, and I, I distinctly remember comparing them to Kobe Bryant. I go, this is what you should be hiring to be. You shouldn't be settling for mediocrity. You should be sell, uh, settling for a paycheck. You shouldn't, shouldn't be settling for, okay, I, I got here. I'm good. You know, Kobe was, okay, well, I, I've hit the pinnacle of my sport. So now what are you going to do? I'm going to raise the level about 100 times. And when I get there, I'm going to go another 100. Yeah. And set a new I bar. Mean, 
I mean, I mean th- th- that's would... just, I mean, th- that is the, 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 the fiercest competitor that this generation has ever seen in American sports. And it's, it, there's not even a close second, not even anywhere near a close second for, uh, from our generation. Um, Michael Jordan was probably the only one uh, that can pretty much mirror that. And, but I mean, everyone, not, not, I mean, not just athletes, but everyone should be, you know, mimicking that aspect of life where, you know, I, I, I need to be the very best version of me that I can possibly be and then improve on it. And, and I I would, I, I could probably go and say that another athlete that maybe comes close in the terms of the amount of work that they put in and the amount of, you know, the, 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 the push to make themselves as perfect as possible is probably Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, I'm saying American. Um, he's another American guy. That, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about global. global you know, he had he had yeah. a global impact. So I, you know, I probably say that. And and I do want to LeBron mention, now. I mean, LeBron's LeBron, kind of like that now. Yeah, I have um, issues with LeBron, but. Go on. I, I, I do, <laughs> it's different. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you had issues with with Kobe back in the day too. So yeah, I, no. yeah. I mean, I, well, like every I, superstar, you're you're going to be very open, uh, you know, to criticism. You know, when you got, well, you, when got, you have an you got to criticize as you praise. Obviously, at the end of at the end of his of his career, I can look back and I can still criticize LeBron for the stuff that he did or didn't do. But at the end of the day, just like you know, the outpouring of love that Kobe had, he had a lot of haters, but at the end of the day, you respected the game, yeah, you know, yeah, but a lot of those, a lot of those haters, but a lot of those haters actually respected him. They didn't hate him, hate him as a, as a, as a, yeah. So they didn't hate him as a person. They just hated him as a player. And that was, and that's as fine. That's like, when, that's like when we talk yeah. about, that's when we talk about like, go ahead, talk shit about uh, LAFC and galaxy. Just don't be stupid in real life. Don't like, cause that's, cause it's about all about the competitiveness. Like we can, we can hate in that way because that's just the sport. That's the fun of it. And, uh, and, and, and I want, Bobby, you know, I, Huh? Sorry, no, no, go, 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 go. No, 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 I was gonna say you 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 mentioned real life, and and I I got into, uh, you know, I surprisingly jumped to the defense of of Kobe Bryant yesterday when when I mentioned something to somebody at work and they brought up his um you know his rape uh, case the rape allegations the rape, the rape allegation and I mean you know he he paid off that that woman I mean you know like but like I've said about. Sure. Other people, that doesn't you know, always, but does again, it, that doesn't always mean you're guilty. I mean, I, it doesn't mean you're guilty, but but you know, as, it, as a celebrity, you don't want to you don't right. want to drag that out no matter and, what, even and, if you're innocent or guilty. And you know, the, she mentioned that this is a this is a, a person who got dragged through the mud, um, and you know, in in the the thing, and her character started getting called into question, and you know, rightfully so. You 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 should um, you know examine both sides equally, I think. But in, in terms of you know what they did. The amount of resources that Kobe Bryant has versus the amount of resources that this other person had. Um, you know, I, I I mentioned I was like, look, you have a, you can't put that all on him. Uh, obviously, he made a mistake, um, and it's unfortunate that that was something that happened. And and at cer- at a certain point, your sort of brand team kind of takes over, and you 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 the person lose control of the situation, and you know whatever happened with that was really unfortunate but the one yeah, was, thing, but the one thing i will say um is that it was crystal clear that kobe bryant the person from that point on i think changed and learned a very valuable lesson and became 
the model of what it is to be a good person from that point forward. And because yeah. see, because you see it with his daughters, you see how, well, how yeah, his of relationship. He has, a, family, he has an incredible family. His, his relationship that he had with other people, his relationship where he was mentoring um, uh, other young uh, players that were coming up in, you know, and, and reaching that point and, and basically be, being tempted by, you know, money and fame and, and, and the, the, the limelight. And he's, I think, I felt like he was a guy who was there to like talk to them, to keep them grounded. You know, like uh, Lewis, there was something that you sent the other day. There was a guy who plays for, um, uh, I forget, uh, I forget now, but he, he talks about his relationship with Kobe. Um, and, and, you know, there's, Thousands of stories like that out there. Um, what the made one, the one that hit me really hard? Uh, Mike McGee uh, put something on his, his Instagram, and I'm, I'm trying to steer this back to soccer because we're you know we we need to talk about soccer um, at some point. Um, Mike McGee uh, put on his, his Instagram that um, you know he, he was talking to Kobe and basically said. Uh, the way your daughters looked at you told me everything I needed to know about who you were. This is a lot. Yeah. I mean, then, that, that uh, says quite a bit. You know, what I mean, made the, this real for me, I mean, legitimately, because I was still in shock on Sunday, on Monday, or on yesterday, it became that much more real i woke up thinking of you know what we're it, it, it's sunday we're starting this day over again and none of that really happened um but the, the family and i uh we we had planned a disneyland trip uh we had planned it for a couple weeks already so he had we had went yesterday and we were in the car we're listening to the radio and every radio station is obviously talking about this and every radio station had people calling in and telling stories about kobe bryant and not one of those stories not one of those people mentioned anything about basketball it was nothing about, hey, I, you know, I remember watching him at home when he hit that buzzer beater or when, you know, he, he scored the 81 points or when he did, you know, this crazy magnificent thing or won us a champion. It had nothing to do with anything on the court. Every single one of those stories was a story off the court. Some sort of interaction or just... Who he was as a person. Of, yeah, just something. And it wasn't even like relatives, just something, you know, that that... They were just there, you know, didn't really plan it. It was just there and there was some story and every story was, you know, so heartfelt, so, so real. And in hearing those stories, it made, that's when I realized that the person is gone and the entire car lost it. Um, I finally shed my tear. Yesterday morning, uh, my girl broke down because uh, she was a big Kobe fan. She, and my uh, my oldest stepdaughter uh, started breaking down as well. And uh, it, it was that's when it really really hit me that you know what we lost. Um, as as Bobby said earlier, it it wasn't it wasn't that we saw what he offered to us as a basketball player. He still had so much more to offer the entire world. Um, and we were robbed of that. And as I was thinking about that and I started thinking about, you know, as, as more information started coming out and then the people, more people were involved and I started thinking about, um, Gianna, um, you know, 
she was robbed of her life. She Ugh. was she was robbed of her dream of playing in the WNBA. She was robbed she, she, of she was gonna live up to the legend. She said, "Yeah, she she was robbed of that. You know, passing or uh, continuing the Bryant legacy that her dad uh, left for her. Um, and we were robbed of witnessing witnessing that. And if she had even half the desire and talent that her father had, and was able to." show off what to the world what she had I mean, inside of her she, we he had to have yeah. <laughs> we, we, he, we said him as a coach him as a coach that she too, was better than him than him he was at at his age or at her age because yeah, he didn't have seen, a kobe jones i mean kobe kobe, kobe bryant, kobe bryant <laughs> as a dad right exactly <laughs> and that's what i'm saying i mean i i honestly like really believe the the, the way she loved the game as much as her father did we were robbed of seeing more than likely the most dominant player in the WNBA ever. We were robbed of seeing that. We were robbed of watching her break any possible record that was available to her. Yeah, I this, think she this, would have elevated that league that much more, if I'm being perfectly yeah, honest. No, no, I, I agree too. Um, I mean, it, it'll be, it would have been a while from now, but, it, it, but definitely. The, the problem, the, the thing that sucks is that this is a lose-lose situation for everyone. Yes. For fans, for families, for everyone. There is no silver lining. It sucks. And but it's amazing how much Kobe's uh how much Kobe can reach, how far his how far his reach is, you know? It, it's basically touched everyone. Yeah. Um, and especially in LA. And when especially. You, but when I mean, you have like, heard about you've heard these stories about the florists giving giving oh, yeah. away flower arrangements when when they know. Yeah. Did you hear about Shaq? It's for Kobe. Said you know this. It's L.A. Did you guys hear about Shaq? No. The next day, he decided to go ahead and call everybody he had beef with to squash it. He's like, I'm done with this. No more. I'm. He's like, I'm not arguing with anybody no more. I'm not like he. It really. Of course, it affects. And Shaquille and, and that's of course, of course. <laughs> and and that's and see, this is the silver lining. Like this is this is the the. The winning, the the win part of of you know the 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 I guess. the silver lining that we can you know pull out of this this whole mess is you have the the let you know the lessons to to learn from you know like people talk about the mamba mentality um, you know stuff like hearing about Shaq and and like for me too like I was uh, you know we talk about how you know oh LA's you know blue and gold oh LA's black and gold no man it it wasn't it was purple and gold. Oh yeah, that's the colors that's been fucking outlasting for a long time. You know, and another thing and, I wanted to comment on that. Talk about, uh, go ahead, Liz. Uh, the one thing I wanted to comment on that again that Bobby had touched on when he was saying that, or both of you guys were saying that, you know, this it could have been a guy that we were hanging out with at a barbecue. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of the reach of sport when you when you watch a team uh when you watch the players when when I mean, when something happens to one of those players it almost seems like a family member you know something happened to a family member you know it, yeah, it, well, it's, it's kind of hard you know yeah it, it's kind of hard generation. to to not see someone like that in that light it's like man you were in my home in my living room like every weekend <laughs> you know you were there every night like what are you talking about you know yeah, it, i was it, clapping it, for you i was you yeah. made me you made me the most excited and you you gave me the the biggest ahs and the biggest everything like just yeah he was mad high highs and low lows 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone at work, when I, I found out at work, and uh, I was, uh, I, and I had just found out within maybe a couple minutes before it actually officially broke somewhere. Cause someone had told me that, um, I was going my, I was actually checking in for my break and there was a guy there goes, Hey, are you going on break? I go, yeah. He says, okay, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go in there and tell me that this is bullshit. And I go, what are you talking about? And he tells me, they're saying Kobe's dead. And I go, Oh, I can tell you right now that's bullshit. I'm not even entertaining that. It's fucking bullshit. And you know, I, I come out and I, and I tell him, I'm like, it's, it's fucking true, dude. I I can't believe it's fucking true. At that point, obviously, everyone had already known, and the and the word was spreading, so he already knew that it was confirmed. And I, I mean, I don't know if he needed it. I don't know if he thought I needed it, but he just gives me a hug. He just gives me a hug, and I was like, "Well, of course, yeah, Jeez. yeah, <laughs> like pretty much." And we're just like still in disbelief, and. I can I can assure you that there's maybe like four guys at work that were really holding back tears. Like they were genuinely holding back tears. And the rest of the day was just absolutely somber. It just wasn't – it just didn't feel real anymore. You just felt numb. And, and people were walking around and you and you could just tell like – you would just ask them like, hey, are you okay? No, not, not, not really. <laughs> like no, I – how am I – how am I supposed to be okay? And I mean, everyone just understood that. Even if you yeah. weren't a basketball fan, like you just, you just knew what he meant to the city. And it was like we lost a big part of our family. Yeah, yeah. Lo- we lost the brother. Uh, when I, I, I found out by David. So like I didn't I, when he texted me, I didn't I didn't go like yeah right. Like I was like what? Like like I knew it was yeah, for real because he wouldn't text me something point. like yeah. that. Yeah, that's what my girl. They say my, my my girl said the same thing. I told her, I go, hey, uh, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe died, and yeah, for you know, all caps and what? Yeah, and she goes, are just, you serious? And like, she's the same thing. Like, I know you're not gonna lie to me about that, but I, I gotta go online and check this. <laughs> you know, yeah, I need no, to see yeah. this for myself. I and, was I was basically dazed until the following evening when I saw the Doc Rivers interview. That's when I lost it. When he had the interview before the the game with the Clippers, uh, did you watch that one? That's, day, that same day. That same yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it that same day. Oh, I saw that. I didn't same watch day. it the same day. I saw it the next day because I wasn't. I, I wasn't watching stuff. It's but and and it's yeah. crazy because like the the next you know Monday I'm like, all right, I'm at work now. I you know I'm gonna stay away from, you know, watching stuff or, or looking at stuff and just I. I Every few minutes, I was checking Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, fuck! What am I? I don't want to. I can't see it anymore. I can't do it. I can't look at it. I put my, you know, I put my stuff down. And at some point, I turned on Sports Center. I don't know why I did this. I turned on Sports Center, and I hear the story that um, one of the anchors talked talked about, you know, uh, meeting him, you know, and him gushing about his daughters. And you know, I'm I'm in my office blubbering. Hoping nobody else, nobody walks in looking for <laughs> looking for me, because uh, you know. But uh, although you know, if, if they did, I'm sure, you know, no matter who it was, they would have understood it 100. percent And I, I mean, for me, I think this is on the level of like when Princess when Princess Diana died, you know, uh, maybe JFK. Maybe it I mean, feels like I wonder. I don't know how it would feel over there on the other end, on the other end of the aisle. But for it does kind of feel that way over here. I mean, yeah, for yeah. The, the the thing is, is that I mean, you saw, I mean, the entire world seemed to have stopped. I mean, everybody 
paid their respect. Even even if you weren't a basketball fan, you, you saw like uh, official statements from the NFL, official statements from from uh, from their teams, from from MLB, from the NHL, from MLS. You saw it from you know Manchester City, Manchester United, Milan did a tribute to him today i believe uh again um black armbands yeah, yeah they had black armbands they had a tifo uh i think they oh, had yeah, the world um, of sports is definitely gonna name, pay tribute neymar, to him like I mean, within hours yeah. neymar's within, doing a 24 goal celebration yeah i mean it, it's all over the world i mean uh, it, it it that was the that was the front page of i gotta assume of every major newspaper of every country in the world and it's this is the reach that this guy had. I mean, obviously he he was good at what he did, and the world recognized it. And and in our world, a celebrity of that stature is an icon, a legend, a hero. And, and, and heroes can't die, and, and which cre- is what was so no, shocking yeah. about it. Heroes cannot die. Well, yeah, because in, in our seemed, world, he, he seemed bigger. He seemed he seemed bigger than anybody like like a like like yeah just basically kind of like a superhero you know like a, yeah he was an icon you know? uh, and, the legend, and the thing and the thing and the thing is like and the thing like me and Lewis were saying like, I feel like we were ripped because I mean like Lewis is saying there's so many people even outside of the world of sports that respected him but his second his second side his second level his second uh, stage of life that was coming was gonna even bring him even a bigger personality to the world you know what he was gonna contribute. Yeah. Um, he was just starting. Sucks. Yeah, it he just was sucks. just starting. And and another thing is just that that's really sad. He was he was going to be into the, in the Hall of Fame this year. This year is when he was eligible to enter, and he would have obviously been a first year uh, inductee along with uh, what was it, uh, Tim Duncan, and I want to say Kevin Garnett. I think that was the other one. And they're saying that's probably the greatest class uh, Hall of Fame class ever. And now we won't be able to hear his speech. And he won't be able to enjoy it. Something I'm sure he dreamt of when he was six years old. And it's just, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just utterly heartbreaking. And it's just, yeah, his, the, his, what he was about to give to the world, like you say, it, it was just starting. Yeah. And we, we were robbed of it. We were absolutely robbed of it. Uh, and of course, Vanessa was robbed of a husband and the girls were robbed of a father. Um, and a daughter. And a daughter. Uh, and a daughter. Uh, I mean, sister, I can't, I, can't, I can't imagine what she's going through right now. I just cannot imagine it. I wouldn't. I mean, it just—it's. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. I, it's got to be the worst. I mean, obviously, it is the worst feeling in the world. And you know, we 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 say our words, and we come, we try to come together in in times like this. You know, and for me, it's kind of cathartic and 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 it helps to get all this stuff out and to to consume all this stuff and kind of see that you know my feelings toward this person that i didn't know uh, or yeah, you know a exactly. bunch of other people feel the same way yeah i know um, and, and that's what it is it's and like, then on and, and then on the other side it may yeah. And on the other side, it makes you feel good for what you have it makes you feel you know don't take it for granted obviously um you know we 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 don't think about striving to be the best that we can be all the time, but maybe we should. And, you know, this is a reminder. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I guess as our official statement, we love you, Kobe. We love you, Gigi. Um, and our thoughts and, uh, 
and well wishes and our uh, deepest condolences to the other three families that also lost uh, family members. Everyone uh, in that in that helicopter lost a a hero. Yeah, everyone. And and thank Um, you for all of the thank you for all of the great excitement and amount of years us LA fans had. You brought a lot of joy to us. And uh, and I think as time goes by and we we look back at what you what you gave us uh you will continue to give us uh that joy when we tell uh stories in in the years to and decades to come um and obviously now you've figured out the the um the episode number and as to why it, it was that um i didn't have a, a beer in the house shame on me um but i did have some whiskey and uh i got a shot for me right here mm. and I, I don't know if uh david you have your I, you know, at the, you I, know I, got my, okay. I do. I, I got my glass right here. I, okay. I do. I do. And uh, I was going to say it. Dif- I was going to say a different thing. But uh, now that I know you guys both have drinks, I feel bad saying it. So I'm, I'm going to get my beer. Give me one second. <laughs> and then after this, we got to transition. Out. We are. We are. <laughs> as hard as it is going to be. Um, that's Kobe wants us to do. One foot forward. Always forward. We got to move on. Well, he, he always says, suck it up. Keep suck going forward. Yeah. Because that's what he, he was. That was another thing that he was saying about his kids um, in one of the interviews. He was saying it sucks, you know, that sometimes he comes home and he's tired and his daughter wants to go, you know, play or go to, or go to the park or go eat, eat somewhere or blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? I can't be tired. Like if this was a game, I'd just say suck it up. Yeah. So why can't I do that for my own children? Yeah. Um, and that was just amazing. Anyways, to Kobe. Here it is. Kobe. To Kobe. LA is our house. Back to the galaxy. Oh man! All right, <laughs> clean transition. Here we go. I love those hard transitions. Turns, right? Yeah. yeah it's uh, it's the uh, the George Carlin effect. Like, yeah, I don't have a transition. I just go from one joke to the other. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So yeah. So we got uh, we got some things to talk about uh, in in Galaxy Land. A few things have happened uh, in the past week. Um, including uh, we, we still don't have a center back, <laughs> or we still haven't signed a center back. So there's that. Downstairs, downstairs is is pissed right now somewhere listening to this podcast. I know. Um, well, I mean, if anything, I, I wanted to get him a partner, not replace him. Um, but uh, I mean, as far as that's concerned, I gap. Uh, we're a week into camp. Uh, still nothing on the uh, defender front. No real rumors, except for uh, I believe Carlos Salcedo is the only one that's kind of been sort of linked. I'm not even sure how. Um, former former RSL uh, defender Carlos Salcedo yeah. and current uh, defender at uh, America in the Mexican League, uh, Carlos Salcedo. So I thought it was uh, a Chivas. I, I thought it was America because uh-huh. he was in the final, wasn't he? He was in the final against Monterrey, and he, or, or maybe it was. I don't actually see. I, I thought it was America. I could, I could be wrong, uh, but I mean, I, I still think it's. Uh, yeah, I still think it's a little troublesome that the weakest part of our team has not yet been uh, reinforced. Maybe. It, I mean, then again, it's it's MLS. I mean, you know, it's 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 one thing to to sort of um, we can get by, I think. And and to be honest with you, you know, we ha- we do have Insua, 
and it looks it looks as though they're slowly, although not fast enough, uh, moving on from Jorgen Chelvik. Uh, and again, the system, the system is in the, the the GBS system. I think is going to make up for a lot of those deficiencies defensively. Um, you know, maybe maybe just the, the one piece that we have is going to help all the other pieces fall into place correctly sure it would be nice to get a, another sort of proven center back but even if we don't then you know it's they're trying i feel like they're trying to to um to correct some of these mistakes but sometimes stuff like that takes time so i'm i'm not too worried about it right now um i think that uh as as time goes on we're gonna we, we have to trust uh gbs and we have to t- trust dtk that they are going to continue to to get it right. You know, they, 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 they're they not supposed to get it right from the get-go. Um, as much as we all would like that to happen, you know, like I said, um, bringing in Insua, big step. Bringing in, um, getting rid of Jorgen, big step. Bringing in a guy like Sasha Kleshtin, who's a good defensive player, good step. I mean, the, the, the pieces of the puzzle, obviously, they were all... Uh, getting filled in, but I mean that, that the major piece was obviously that striker, the DP. That's what all the focus was on. And once you get past the, you know, that sexy piece is what it is. Okay, who, who's going to be that striker? He's going to be, you know, the the big name. Who's going to be the the, the guy that's going to, you know, uh, sell the tickets? Now, once you got past that glamour, you look back and say, you know what? All that glamour is and all the goals that we may potentially score may not matter if our defense is just as shitty as last season. I mean, that's what yeah. Bobby's been saying for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sure. So why we, should we I may... even say it again? So why should we, you know. <laughs> that's why I, I brought mean... it up, Bobby. Don't worry. <laughs> this whole time, my eyes were like at the edge of my fucking skull. Like it wanted to roll even further away from my skull. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I, I, again, I mean, we don't necessarily All need the him excitement in game and the one, glitz and glamour is gone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we have, but, but it's true. I mean, we have to trust. Uh, we have to trust that uh, DDK is still working on. You know, I'm sure now that the Chicharito thing is done, uh, that the, the number one priority is to reinforce the, the, that uh, center back role, um, either as another starter. I. I, I I just don't think that Stairs and people are the one, the, the two main starters. I, I think whoever they bring in is going to be the starter. I, don't know. I mean, I, I guess it depends on, on, on who they ended up getting. I, I think another one, uh, another defender that was rumored to be coming to MLS, also coming from Mexico, I think it was Oswaldo Aladis, but it turned out that it, it's San Jose yeah. who, who ended up getting him or, and they have reached some sort of deal. So, I mean, uh, good luck to you on that crap team. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, some of the moves that Almeida is making are, are intriguing, and then some of the moves that are I'm like, ah, it's not really going to matter. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been, I haven't gone through in depth and looked at like all the stuff, the changes in in all the MLS teams. That's probably something that I'm going to start <clears throat> diving into next week. Uh, but just like on the surface, uh, San Jose's not one of them that I even think about and even with this move you know sure they might have a good center back but um I don't think it's gonna gonna matter much uh DC however DC is interesting um yes 
Yes, and we'll get to like all of that yeah, in our later. season preview. So yeah, we don't have to get too much into detail there. But yeah, there's been some interesting moves uh, on both sides. Uh, whether it's like, ooh, that's really good, or that's interesting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you do you. Um, but uh, yeah, you so do. I mean, what we're hoping like at that. some point that uh, we set some defenders because uh, we we really. Really could use them. Um, well, do we know? But, do we know if Insua is in camp yet? I believe he is. I thought he was supposed to come in late last week. I I don't know. I don't know if he's actually there. If he's reported, or if they're still waiting for uh, visas to clear, because they know that's uh, that's the reason why Chicharito hasn't started training uh, with the full team yet, because the the visas haven't cleared yet. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be, but uh, but I would have difficulty believing that Insua, who's been officially signed since January, or at least has it's been, been announced January first, yeah. had an entire month, and that he didn't have his visa cleared. Yet. I don't know, man. Keep, all all these MLS teams are getting green cards, and we're still sitting over here on on international on, slots. On, so right. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe the uh, you know the the immigration office doesn't like uh, somebody at the Galaxy. I, I could be. I, yeah. Um, Whatever. It'll so, all work oh, Indeed. Um, since I brought up Chicharito, I don't know if you guys uh, had a chance to see the article in The Athletic that um, details <clears throat> Jovan Karofsky's role in bringing um, – in making the deal happen and how it happened and how quickly it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a really good article <clears> – <throat> Uh, in there and and really what it came down they talk about really what it came down to to make that that deal you know work is the galaxy sort of personal touch um you know the fact that dtk and gbs and yovan all flew out to sevilla to to uh you know iron out the details in person with the with the team with chicharito that's kind of what sold him um on on making the move um there's also an article out there by grant wall that uh details chris klein's role in the move and uh, from what I can tell, based on the article, Chris Klein uh, basically just stayed out of the way, which, again, earning that A-plus, Chris Klein. <laughs> um, he, he, he certainly talks about everything that happened the, in the third person. Like, oh, yeah, they went, they did this. And, oh, yeah, we knew that it was going to be uh, – like this guy was now. at the top of the list. And, and he just kind of just stayed out of the way, which, yeah, good. He didn't travel to Spain. Good. You know what I found interesting about uh, the way it all went down is uh, Chicharito said that he was sold uh, because of the personal touch, that they all came out and, um, you know, uh, to Sevilla to essentially, what, recruit him, I guess you, you can say. Um, but to me, and maybe this, yeah. is just the, maybe this is just the American sports in me, and I, I get that. You know, uh, soccer being a global sport, you're not going to be able to do this for all your players or even all your big players. If you're coming from one of the big teams, that should be enough. Like, oh, you don't want to play for Barcelona. That's, you know, that's your shit. But, um, I mean, that personal touch seems pretty standard for American sports. And I'm talking about the recruitment process, you know, uh, especially when it comes to like college 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 football. Yeah. Yeah. College football, college basketball. The whining and dining. Um, Yeah, pretty much. It's like I, I almost feel that if if you're not going out there to to meet your you know your possible signing or I mean especially MLS um, because 
you know, you, you have some selling to do. Like I say, it's not like uh, Barcelona wants you. You know, uh, <laughs> they're willing to pay you a you know buttload of money. I'm sure know, some I mean, teams don't have to do the yeah, wine and dining that's what I'm their name. Right. Uh, but that's I feel like MLS, MLS is still in that that mode where, if especially in a situation like this, where they're trying to convince a player to come, you know, come back from Europe, and you know, and especially maybe before the the player wanted to, he had already expressed uh, the year before that he didn't want to, he wasn't quite ready to leave Europe, and so the fact fact that they're pulling out the red carpet and they're you know essentially whining and dining and and selling him and with the personal touch i mean that that goes a long way because it shows that the player is wanted but what's that, well that's what i'm saying it's it, uh, it almost seems to me that it that should be the standard that should be the minimum of what you should be doing not every um, team has the resources to do that you know colorado isn't going to fly to italy to convince somebody to come and join their maybe one which guy. is which is why Colorado is where they are and that's my point if, if you're if you're legitimately trying to be that team the galaxy has always been that team and we're going back to what always worked for us and we're going back to basics more teams are now, now willing to are starting to spend that kind of money uh we we saw earlier with Kansas City one of those you know eye-popping things they en- ended up winning the Allen Polito sweepstakes Kansas City a team that just paid $12 million right. for a transfer fee. Um, and uh, from what I heard, that their entire roster last season didn't even equal $12 million. So, you know, they were always playing Moneyball, and for a while it worked, but we're into a new era now, and now they need to spend, spend money. I'm pretty sure that if you, uh, we were to look into that, I'm sure that they, you know, probably had a personal touch in, uh, in courting him. I think especially in american sports this is kind of a standard thing i don't think this really stands out it may be something new uh to international soccer players and that's probably why it's a oh wow but I, I mean well when i read that i kind of felt like why wouldn't you be doing that anyway especially right. especially uh it, it, when when you're you know trying to sell a league that you know hey we know you're gonna have to take a step down but hey you know here's the plus side to all that Right. And so, um, and uh, if you keep reading the article and, and, and the way it went down, it just kind of seemed like the perfect storm ha- happened for the Galaxy, in which, you know, they had from one day they had 0% chance of signing him to, whoa, this can literally happen. And it went from like 0 to 90 in a matter of 24 hours and went from 90 to 100 within the next 12. It was actually pretty uh, uh, remarkable, remarkable the way it went down, and everything was just kind of a, uh, a, a perfect storm uh, for the Galaxy, and that's why they immediately pounced, and uh, they saw their opportunity, they seized it, and they got their man, and you know, and I commend them for that, obviously, uh, to to pull this. Uh, well, let's be honest, it was kind of a coup. Um, like I say, I think forty-eight hours prior to. Um, when all this was near its, oh my God, this is happening. Nobody was even talking about this at all in any sort of serious tone, you know? And so, um, good on them. But I just kind of felt when I read that, I was like, that, okay, I don't see anything special here. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of a, you know, normal thing to be doing. But um, like I said, good on them. Uh, they got their man. So. Um, but in that, in getting their man, and in convincing him, there was a little bit of controversy. Uh, we we I, we touched on last week, and and I believe the week before. I mentioned that 
the Hernandez crew has a vlog called Naked Humans, and it went viral this week. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, all from like what, like a um, ninety-second um, clip out of a, out of an entire hour. It was a ninety-second clip that got everybody's attention. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit longer than that, and and in in the context of of the entire episode, uh, because I did watch the entire episode, it's really an emotional. Uh, thing and and it's nice to see the sort of like just raw kind of emotion coming from a guy who you know he 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 says it in his in the vlog he's saying you know we're saying goodbye to a career that we put a lot of work effort into and we're retiring from the european dream um he said it's like the beginning of his retirement um that is a really raw emotion and and bobby i know you're you're going to give me a hard time about this um because i've I've tended to stick to to people who make comments like this for whatever reason the the way that he phrased this the way that he he talks about this the the sort of the the vulnerable emotional state that he's in when he's talking about this didn't make me cringe in the way that other players who have said like oh I'm not here for a vacation I'm here to win or you know oh, I'm not ready to to sit on a beach uh you know somewhere that didn't it didn't irk me the way that that previous times have uh, I I kind of understood what he meant well it's by, because it's because you he, he was talking about how he was pretty much stepping down and leaving that whole fantasy of a european club uh, thing that's that's the thing that kind of offsets it. That's why I mean I understand his. I, isn't it kind of like a like their version of a Kardashian show? Like their family isn't just just like they're video videotaping their family live all the time, or just him? Uh, they they do like it themselves. They do it themselves. Like him, his his wife, and then his um two friends. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, the clip. It was good novella. Yeah. It was. And, and and for me, like when he says when he says that he's it's like the beginning of his retirement and, he, uh, you know, he's talking to his dad, he's talking to his mom and dad, you know, like a like a good Mexican boy should. He calls his mom and dad. Yeah, tell, telling like, them about the deal. Yeah. You know, the deal's happening. I'm, I'm coming to L.A. Um, and when he says that, the thing that that kind of surprised me the most is his dad stops him and says, no, no. Don't think of it that way. Don't like that's not true. And this shock, this is to me, this is the most shocking part of it is the fact that his dad, someone who, you know, was a player himself and played for the Mexican national team, and who I, I guess, expected to be that typical sort of, you know, um, Mexican father where he didn't really respect the game in the United States, he actually looked at it as a really positive thing for him. And, and that surprised me. I think that the the reaction of the mom and dad to be like, no, you're wrong. This is not a step. This is not a, a, a you know, you shouldn't look at it in the, as a step down or as retirement. Uh, the retiring. It's a step up for him. I'm telling you. I mean, it's I, a step up because he's going to get to play. And he's a star again. And he'll be a star, yeah. He was, he was, he was disappearing he was disappearing only to his fans that were, that were actually eyeing him were the only ones that fo- were following him. He wasn't really a yeah. star anymore. So, I mean, he, we revived his career. Come on. Let's be real about this shit. I mean, I, for, for me, 
in watching that, and obviously the 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 controversial part in that is that he he mentioned retirement. That this is the beginning of retirement, and, and people were dissecting that in every which way. And depending on you know your point of view and what uh, what narrative you know or what 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 opinion fit your narrative, that's that's what you heard. So. You know, if you were an MLS fan, you're defending it like, nope, that's not what he meant. If you if you hate if you hate MLS and you want to see it fail, and you and you any chance you get to, yeah, to you can totally easily it, get offended by that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be like, oh, see, look, look, then that, that it told you it's a retirement league, and so you know that's the way uh, you took it. And to be fair, um, I mean, again, just depending on on what side you were on is the way is what you wanted to hear and. And I can probably say this with confidence. If, if if Chicharito was signing with another team that wasn't the Galaxy, if he was signing with Chicago or Miami or or even better, let's say that he was signing with LAFC, I probably and you know keeping in mind that being a, a fan of the U.S. national team, I have actively rooted against this guy his entire career. Yeah. So so. If he would have, if I would have heard those words, I will be honest. I probably would have heard. Fuck this guy! Don't come here. I'm gonna love to hate you even more, you know. Like, and I would have heard that. I would have heard that he's retiring. But because he's one of us, I'm hearing something completely different now, <laughs> you know. And, and and I'm the first one to admit it that the, the the way you interpret that is obviously what like where you stand uh, on the player and on the league and you know whatever. But at the same time, I also understand that you may not be entirely wrong. And that may not necessarily be a bad thing, regardless of which side you're coming from. I mean, no one is going to argue that going from La Liga and EPL well, and, and Bundesliga, you know, isn't a step down going to MLS. No, like, we should I, say. Yeah. yeah. We should say but <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I mean, I, but let's I, be honest. He's not coming from, like, he's not coming from, like, Barcelona, Atletico, he Real Madrid. He did, play, he did play in Madrid, and he did play in Manchester. Yes. Yeah, that so, was so, I mean, he kept stepping down. He That's the he kept stepping down from the the elite teams every year and being used less. Right, and you know, obviously there was obviously a decline in form, uh, and and you can even make the case that say, look, he was he was played out of position in West Ham. He was very successful, uh, or at least uh, semi successful in Manchester uh, while. Um, uh, ooh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, Again, that was that was, I, it, it Ryan was. Giggs. Yeah, no, it wasn't Ryan Giggs. That was, was a long. Uh, I forgot who it was, but well, either way, but then he went to Madrid, and as long as he got a chance to play, he was producing. Uh, he was producing at Bayern Leverkusen, um, and then uh, went to Sevilla, and he just wasn't used at all. And so, so I mean, at, at that point, you're he starts to realize, hey, you know. I wanted to probably end my career here or or stay here as long as possible. And, and it's yeah. the equivalent of like this superstar who plays until they're 40 years old. Like, okay, I, I think I'm done, but I'm, I'm going as far as I can possibly go. I, I'm sure that's what he wanted to do. He, I'm sure he didn't imagine that, you know, being at the, the, in the continent or in the leagues where, you know, you're at the top of, uh, of your sport you didn't think that he would be 
or his, his European career would be over at 31. I'm sure he, he thought mm-hmm. he had at least another three to four, maybe five years, depending on oh. where he was playing left in him. But he, he's talking about going till he's 40. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think every athlete at some point says, hey, I can go till I'm 40 until you're mid-30s and you're realizing I, I maybe can't do this anymore. Uh, it takes a very special type of uh, of player to continue going at that age. I mean, Zlatan is obviously still doing he still doing it. Uh, people thought he was, oh, he's coming here to retire. And guess what? He's right back at Milan scoring goals. And they that's haven't lost. That's a different lost. monster. That's a different it monster, is, though. It is. It's a but different story, a different thing. But, but what I'm saying is it takes saying. that type of player to do that. Pirlo did it for a very long time and was still very effective. Oh, I think you Pirlo know? came to and MLS the, to retire. <laughs> no, no, no. But this, when he, example. Right. And no, 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 no. But what I'm saying, he was still playing on his national team well past what when most people are be finished yeah. with their national that's what i'm saying yeah and i think and i think this is i mean honestly i feel like he honestly saw it as like this is his his second redemption here i mean he can be the the full star he can actually get his his foot on on you know like get his foot on the pitch and actually be be out there for minutes and actually get some work going and and he's gonna definitely produce as long as the team produces with him um and but like He's that's why I'm like, that's why I felt like the whining and dining was yeah I guess a standard but there was no need I feel like if Chicharito found our heard, heard the deal he would have came anyways I mean this was the only step well He's seeing it as a step down, at least if you're looking at it, the segment of the video or whatever. But it's still a step up in his in his in his uh, in like in his uh, his uh, like let's what I'm trying in his persona stat- status in 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 the league. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, he's, he's, yeah. he's always going to be he's now he's like stars and lights are all on him when he would have just came out in the second half at some point in Europe, you know? And I mean, yeah, he would have got garbage minutes. And but, and but look, but but look at but him. That's and, and, I mean, you know, right away, first one of the first weekends is here. He's at the Grammys with DTK. With uh, yeah, with DTK. Well, he should fine. Live it up. It's LA. You know, Jonathan. Jonathan, who's been putting in work. Jonathan, who's been putting in work, is watching. Uh, you know, wearing the uh, the the well, recovery the recovery pants. Well, then, on well TV. Jonah, Jonah, you but should go just, out. <laughs> you should go out, Jonah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at at, you know, uh, he's, he's out there and, and, and poor Jonathan, you know, sitting in the little uh, the, the puffy pants. Look, at, I'm, I, I know I know I'm very critical about Chicharito, but the one thing I'm, I do want to clarify is that I do know that he's a genuine person and he, he's he doesn't come. He doesn't seem to be coming in with like an angle and he's going to definitely work for us, work and play for us uh, and for the crest. And um, he seems like a good person in general. You know what I mean? The, the, the thing that, uh, I mean, go, still going off uh, on the point on the video and what David said about his parents <laughs> is that you see genuine emotion in that video. It wasn't staged. It wasn't, you know, for, for clicks. It, he, he, a, a professional athlete. It's all called, for clicks. Called, it's okay. being recorded at all times. <laughs> well, what, what I mean is, is that it, it, he wasn't acting is what I'm saying. He, he's not acting in this. And he was showing genuine emotion I mean, a professional athlete called his parents and was telling him about how, I mean, it almost seemed like he was, yes, he was a little ashamed, like, hey, you know what, I almost, it almost seems like he was, he that's felt like he was letting them down. Yeah, that's how it came yeah, like, to Yeah, me. I kind of yeah. felt, I kind of felt that, yeah. And then, and then his parents just reassured him, like, nah, dude, like, you're good, like, 
this is you know like like the most support like what david said it's kind of shocking um uh to see you know just because of the background but then you're like man these are like the one of the most like supportive parents ever and and and, and you see why he he is the I'm way sure he, he is yeah exactly and, and what i was and, and what i was going to is that one of the things that i again because he's one of us and the way i'm interpreting this or maybe this is just what i want to see but i don't think i'm that far off he in the video he says i i feel ashamed like i almost feel like i'm coming back with my tail between my legs because i wish to stay here longer but i just want to play man like that's all i want to do i just want to play and, and it shows me honest. yeah and 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 the way i'm taking that is he's been he's being genuine and he's not coming over here for the stardom as many people have suggested he's not coming here for the money and fame as many people suggested he's here because i want to he wants to play going on with my career and he's gonna bust he's he's gonna bust his ass for us that's what i heard here's the guy for sure that's what i get that's what i get from him yeah like this guy is here to continue his career and for the people i'm sure he's saying I'm, I'm sure to the people like who said like he's washed up, he's nothing, he can't do anything, you know, he can't hack it anymore. He's gonna be like, you know what? I I I have one more go, and if this is the team that gave me the opportunity, I'm I'm gonna show them gratitude and giving me that opportunity to let me continue playing. And I genuinely feel that this guy is willing to run through a brick wall for us no definitely i mean he's incredibly hungry to play this is what i keep saying he's hungry to play because he wasn't getting minutes and he wasn't going anywhere where he was um he didn't but don't deny that he's not here for the glitz and glamour as well and the paycheck i mean that's what they all are for there that's what it is but yes he is here for the sport and he is here to play the one thing that i'm worried about and that's the reason the reason being is we've seen a lot of players that have heart and they will run through a brick wall but they don't produce when the rest of the team doesn't produce with them so that's the one thing that I keep on holding back on. Like, let's see what happens. I know he's gonna work hard for us. I know he's gonna he's gonna bleed our colors. I know I definitely see it already in the in the in the, in the not the pregame, but the, the 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 few weeks coming up to the to the opening game. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, I I I want him. I mean, why wouldn't we all want him to yeah. produce? Right. And, and, of and now and now I think that's up to uh, Scalotto, and that's up to the rest of the coaching staff to motivate these guys to to put them in positions to succeed. And that's what I was we were talking about earlier with the defense. Like I think making the the GBS machine run smoothly is going to unlock a lot of things, like our broken defense like it's gonna it, it's it's gonna sort sort of oil that up and make sure that that's running smoothly and 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 as gbs said like it starts from the front and it goes all the way to the back you're the the guys the defense is not just the four guys on the back line it starts from the top and that's something we didn't have, have last year like we didn't have that with slatan and with the guy like you know now we have you know i i i, I want to say antuna didn't really defend all that much and before Antuna came in, we had Boateng. He didn't really defend all that much. Uh, Alessandrini really didn't defend all that much. So coming in, making sure that these guys understand what their roles are, understand that they got to do the dirty work. They got to be two-way players. That's what's going to be. And then e- each other, making each other accountable for them. I, and the other thing that I see with with Javier Hernandez is leadership. He's a guy 
that I think is going to motivate the other players to push and push and push. And I think this is what's going to help push the Galaxy forward. Uh, Demi Barrias had posted a question, I think, on Media Day. Um, who do you give the captain's armband to? Do you give it to Jonathan or do you give it to Chicharito? And uh, I, I kind of answered for us. <laughs> so, um, and I said, uh, then you probably got it right. It's an easy answer. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, okay. It's an easy answer. Uh, and uh, that's a, and I, I, after what you're, I, I bring this up because what you said, David, here's a leader who's going to say, come behind me. We're going to get these guys motivated. Uh, so I was going to ask you, I mean, it, it, do, do you give the captain's armband to, to Chicharito or, or is it Dos Santos? And I, obviously I answered Dos Santos until proven otherwise. Um, yeah. No, it, it, it has Jonah, to be. Chicharito's it, 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 got to earn it. There's, there's, yeah, and there's seniority that is involved in the captain arms band most of the time. Um, but yeah, no, it would it, definitely Jonah for us. So he Chicharito needs to earn it. I wouldn't be surprised if he mid season having it on him. I, I think the only way that I'd be okay with it is if Jonathan gives it to him. I think that's the only way I can genuinely. Well, it's definitely going to happen that way. They're so amicable. I mean, they played so for so many years together. I mean, they're fine. You, you know, did you see the pictures? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It almost like, seemed like, arm like, arm. like, yeah, like well, the, the way like they were. I don't remember if they were. I, I know there was an arm and arm picture, but or there was maybe another in my one. Head, they were arm and arm. Or maybe yeah, but there was a picture. <laughs> maybe they were shaking hands, but they were like both. Like, there's so much joy in both of their faces. Like, yeah. like. Uh, They're so happy uh, to Robert be with Mora together. Caught like the perfect moment, and it almost looked like they were long lost brothers, like reunited after like fifty years. Yeah. It was like so much joy in those two. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they're they're long lost. They're long lost hermanos. Oh, did, yeah. you, did you notice that that both Jonah and Chicharito uh, spelled hermano incorrectly? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say. Well, I hope they play like they've they've grown up together like brothers. They, I, I, I gotta imagine that's a, that that's a burn that they, to Geo, of course. <laughs> right, I, I, I got that. <laughs> um, I just way too I much know, of a like, gap of silence. I had to just get it in there. No, no, no I get it because no. but what I was gonna say. the silent for you, Bobby. To explain yeah. the joke. Oh no! Oh, did you did you leave it for my laugh track yes, so I could just yes. push the button? Oh, I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, to to your point, you know, obviously we know that the chemistry between the brothers were like, are you guys sure you're brothers? Where I feel that the chemistry between these two are going to be genuine, or at least, or you're hoping is going to be really, really good chemistry uh, on the field. Obviously, off the field, we're seeing that that is true. So. Hopefully it, it uh, spills on the field where it's uh, just as important. So, um, yeah. And as I said the previous week, I'm, I'm really excited just to get the season started. Just just hurry up and sign a defender, man, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now at least we have numbers to go yeah. along with the players. Like the Galaxy, uh, yeah. it's their preseason roster. Yeah. They have the numbers. We can all yeah. settle all the debates. Chris Tucker, we can <laughs> we can go in and look at it and study the numbers. Man, it's so funny hearing Tucker talk about like how many people have won the number seven for the Galaxy. Like he knows all that shit off the top of his head. It's amazing to well, hear. He does. Him go off I mean, he does research it, and obviously yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, numbers yeah. stick in his head. And, and, and I actually do like that because I'm a guy who also likes stats and numbers and. Um, 
I mean, and I, I look at different types of numbers, uh, not necessarily player, literal player <laughs> numbers. Um, but I mean, the, the fact that you find that, uh, you know, uh, as a hobby, I can actually respect that. I, and, and the fact that he can just like be genuinely interested and then just share it like, hey, you know, here's your history. Make sure you know it. <laughs> right, I, right. I, I, I kind of respect that. Like, yeah, like. Why wouldn't I want someone to tell me like, oh, yeah, I do remember this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. you did win that number. You know, it, it, so I, I do like that. I, I, I do find it funny, though, because like he'll talk about he'll talk about it like and then he'll he'll refer to one of the other guys from uh, uh, Riot Squadcast and be like, why don't you know this? I'm like, dude, you shouldn't compare your galaxy knowledge to anyone else's galaxy knowledge. Like, Oof, you're, I'd you're, be horrible. You've, you've clearly <laughs> you've clearly established that. You're above everybody else. We get, <laughs> we get it. No one's going to argue that, dude. <laughs> you know, like, it's good to have that for sure. It's like, you know, but, but again, like, one of my, one of my office mates always talks about how, like, she, she talks, she's like, well, if it were me, and I always tell, I always stop, right? I go, you really shouldn't compare other people to what you would do because we've already established that what you would do is probably the smarter thing. So you shouldn't, like, you're the, you're the odd, person in in this situation <laughs> that's not what normal people do <laughs> yeah so, you know I, I i uh i'm listening to the podcast the their podcast and uh they have the the little the, their little game show the little yeah, game the, yeah, about uh, the, the trivia the galaxy trivia yeah. and uh god i'd lose everything yeah <laughs> the like, like what what uh, <laughs> the, like the, when when you have a chance for the three points, when like the information is so general that like you you may as well just pull a name out of a hat and hope that you get lucky because that's you know like you, there's no way that you could possibly guess uh, who would be after the first question. Uh, and I'm like one of these days I'm just gonna like I'm actually gonna get one even even if it's just by sheer luck. Uh, by the second question, I've actually have been able to oh, answer yeah, a couple of them. Uh, by the second question, and of course, by the third question, uh, he mentions if you don't know it by then, you know, you're probably not a fan. <laughs> so, uh, but by the second question, well, I've actually uh, answered uh, uh, most of them. Uh, one of these days, I'll call in. And, I feel like and, I feel like as of today, I I've done better. I, I will I would do better because um, there is there is actually a call for uh, you know for 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 fans to submit some some stuff from. Uh, once yes. a G, always a G. Yes. Uh, so on Twitter, at once a G, always a G, uh, he he posed the question, who is your top 50 all-time Galaxy player? Like the top 50 greatest Galaxy players all-time. Um, we will be submitting our list to once a G, always a G, as soon as Lewis and I work out the, um, you know, come to a consensus on who goes on our list because – our lists are different. I, I've submitted my list. Lewis, you've submitted your lists. Uh, Bobby, I'm sure you haven't uh, had a, a moment to uh, to look at that yet. No. But uh, but I don't know. Should should we talk about some of our our highlights? Uh, when, as I'm going down the list of every Galaxy player that has ever and, worn the and there's jersey, a lot, and there's a lot, there, and there's yeah, some there's names that I was like, oh shit, Isaiah Berdellis Jr. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of players. Where I felt like, oh my god, I forgot about that guy, or um, a couple guys where I'm just like, oh, yeah. I really wish I hadn't been reminded about that guy. <laughs> um, 
but it was actually, I mean, for the most part, I mean, when I, when I'm doing the list, first, maybe 30 is actually pretty simple where I can just off the top of my head. Okay. I, I can fill these out pretty quickly. And then once you get to like the mid thirties, I'm kind of like, okay, who, who's playing on the galaxy that I'm missing. And then I have to go in there and I'm like, Oh yeah. And that's where I really had to, to look, uh, look deep into it. And then like the last, I want to say 10, you're kind of like for me personally was kind of stretching as I just, I, just I don't like even that. know how to rank that anymore because it's like, I, I need to throw a name in there. <laughs> yeah. Once, just, you, once you get down to the last 10, you're not really ranking in order. You're just throwing in the last 10, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But the I was first, gonna, I was going to say, I was, I was like, I like that David put Ishizaki in there though. Thank you for, yeah, man. Of thank course. you for remembering. Well, well, Bobby, I was gonna. I was, I was. I was going to. I was going to like ask you to throw a number between one and fifty, and Lewis and I would both give you our answers for that for that player. Oh, there you go. There you go. That that sounds good. Although, but before you start, uh, oh, in, in regards okay. to like the list, I feel that the top seven are pretty self-explanatory, except the the way you rank them may very well be different. I think you can easily make a case for any one of these sevens to be top ones or, and people may disagree, but you're like, okay, I can see it. But your top seven should be the same players. Off the top of your head, I'm pretty sure the top seven should be on everyone's list. Just the way you rank them will will be different. But uh, but, but we'll we'll get into that. I agree with Lewis. I concur. (laughs) <laughs> what the, the top seven or the top much seven should be yeah, answers. The, yeah there's no there's nobody that can jump in and any anybody below the top seven right now that we have nobody should fit in there and nobody should fall out those are the top seven for sure yeah, you can for like, sure. what lewis yeah. is saying is like subjectively it those names can be moved around for sure yeah um, yeah, yeah but they're yeah. the top but they're the top seven yeah, I mean, I'll tell you right now that David and I have the same top seven, um, but we different have them in different orders. Yeah, we definitely different. have them in different orders. So, That's why I'm saying um, I feel like if we if we release the top seven, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. But not in that order. Maybe in <laughs> this like, order. Like, yeah. You know? and, and then that's the point. That's the point that, that once a G always a G, uh, kind of wants to get at. Like he wants to see where the those little subtleties lie because, I, uh, you know, as, as we said, I think all the, the same top seven is going to be this same no matter what but um but yeah but i I don't know bobby throw throw out a number throw out a random number and and i'll tell you who my uh who my guy is okay number 19 number 19 i knew he was gonna say that number 100 (laughs) you're looking at my list you're looking at my list money on that money on that good show good radio subject go all right here we go god i should have said something before you even said it all right number 19 number 19 all time i have ashley cole (laughs) number 19 on my list Mr. Ashley Cole. <laughs> he is number 19 wow. on my list. Um, yeah, I, I I should have said something because I knew that like when I looked at it, I go, I was looking at because you know David submitted his list, I submitted mine, and so we saw each other's list after the fact. And 
I saw how, like where did he rank certain players, and one of them was Ashley Cole. I was actually waiting for Bobby's list um, to see where he would rank Ashley Cole. Well, see, and I just a, thought it was funny that he I, was I didn't, I the didn't, exact same number. <laughs> I didn't make a list um, yet, but when I looked at it, uh, I lo- the first thing I thought of was, oh, I'd put him higher. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, 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 but I thought you were going to be okay, a lot. Bobby, of, not a lot, but okay. All right, throw another. <laughs> are you guys supposed to like fight? No, no, well, you agreed. I was going to be like, are you supposed to tell each other how wrong you are? I'm like, no, oh, no way. No, definitely. <laughs> no. If anything, you have to tell us how wrong we are for putting them so low yeah. compared to yours. I mean, it could be well, number. It could be I, Bobby's well, number well then, eight. Well, then for me, know. well then for me, maybe Ashley Cole should be probably in seventeen. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like a <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's just not the same number. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> Let's stay in the, the higher numbers. I was gonna go I was going down the list and I was like, no, that's really low. Um so let's start with let's let's do one of our top sevens. Um well, seven. How, well well how about this? Uh since we know who the top seven players are, I, I Skip think those? The, 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 no, I think the mystery is what order are you in? Well, that's why, I, that's why I thought it would be a good okay, going so, back and forth thing. Right. Okay, okay. So let's go. Okay, so then number seven. Uh, so I'm pretty sure. I'm like I'm like 99.9% sure that the top seven will be the same for everybody's. Number seven, I, David. I actually, I, actually wanted, I actually wanted Bobby to, to just call out a number between one well, and seven, and then we can each say our answer. Oh, between one and seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so go, sorry. Bobby. Okay, I'm racking my brain like a dice. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so for number seven i have david beckham for my number seven for i have mauricio's for obvious reasons well, the top seven are pretty obvious for my number seven i have mauricio cienfuegos so in the top seven he's oh. actually at the bottom of the list and i'm sure a lot of people probably would have uh, turn off the podcast right now Thanks right, a lot. turn off the podcast or want to stab me the next time they see me um but <laughs> But I do, like, like I said, I, I do have my reasons as to why there is there is a thought process as to the top seven's orders. There, there really is. It wasn't just yeah. that he happened to be there. I had I had legitimate reasons as to why each one was in the order that they're in. But um, yeah, and David, and David had David Beckham. David, had I have David, David Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, you he, think David Beckham is that, that, that low? Uh, uh, below below those because they're not, he's not as a legend or why? I just think there's people above him that um so you think Mauricio Cienfuegos did more than David Beckham or I don't even I don't know if the the right term is did more I'm just saying I I think he holds I think he holds more resonance with um what he means for the galaxy than David Beckham does so I have Mauricio Cienfuegos as number 4 so ironically, hey, you're giving out numbers. I haven't even said anything. Well, you you brought up you brought up CN, and no, you can actually, just have your discussion. That's actually, all. There's actually a little bit of there's a there's a little bit of bookending happening right yeah. here. So, Lewis, go ahead. So, ironically, I have David Beckham as my number four. So we literally just swapped yeah. our uh, our oh. our guys. So for me, the the reason I have Beckham. At number four, and without giving the top three, I'm pretty sure you can name at least two of the 
who would be in my top three for sure. Um, the what? I said you should be able to name all three, but yeah, yeah you on, should be able to name all three. But I, but I, I want to say one of my numbers that my number six may be in a top three for somebody else. That's what I'm saying. But um, so I, but two for sure will be on there. Uh, the reason I'm putting David Beck- Beckham at number four is as I understand what David is saying as far as what you contributed to the galaxy on the field you, when you think of legends of the game, uh, you know. Uh, He's like the deep goes, cuts of yeah. history of galaxy. Yes, yes. You think of him and and uh, and Kobe Jones. The reason I have yeah, I feel like so CN high up. Create the, the identity. Right. And, and I totally get that. What I the reason I have Beckham at number four is if we're talking about con- contribution to the galaxy, here is a guy who literally changed the league for what it was. And the galaxy were at, at, at the front of that change. It was because of yeah. us that we, we got the league to where we are now. If, I mean, I think, if, I think if, he's if, the reason why when you talk about big name players, you talk about anybody, anybody in the world, name any big name player that's getting ready to retire from the European dream, they're going to get linked with the Galaxy. And the reason for that is because of David Beckham. Right. Um, and at the time, you know, Beckham was the same age as Chicharito. He was 31 years old. And sure, you, I, I, that was that was around the time that, you know, the, the whole, oh, it's just a retirement league started really popping up. But the truth of the matter is, David Beckham still had plenty to to play for. He was still trying to make a World Cup squad uh, when he came to MLS. Uh, so much so that he didn't really take the first couple of years seriously, where he was still trying to play in Milan and trying to earn a spot on that English um, uh, that English team. So Manchester United and Milan have a lot of sort of intertwining history with us. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you know. Based on that alone, I mean, based on the fact that he transformed the league into what it was, when people think of MLS, you're thinking of the Galaxy. You're not thinking of any other team. It's the Galaxy. And why? It's because of David Beckham. It's because of him that we have a – now we have a worldwide recognition uh, when you think of MLS anywhere in the world. You're not thinking of anybody else. It's always going to be the LA Galaxy. And he won a title as well. So it's hard for me not to put him at number four because he contributed not just to the Galaxy, but the entire league as a whole. And we just happen to be uh, the ones who benefited the most from it, obviously. So he's at number four. And some people, he may be top three. Let me throw out a number, a number, number, another number, number, a number, number. But in that, the first, the first number was a tie. In the sec, the last, the last number, I agree with Lewis. Lewis gets the points. (laughs) Survey says. (laughs) And number three. For me, it's Robbie King. For me, it's Carlos Reese. Why? (laughs) Um. Okay, so I can I jump the gun. On my number one. Yes. Fair play. My number one is Robbie Keane. I can, I, can I jump the gun on my number one? Fair okay. play. My, my, my number one is Pescadito Ruiz. There it is. So we just swapped again. We swapped again. <laughs> we swapped again. So for me, Robbie Keane 
was, I mean, it's hard when you talk about contributions to the galaxy, it's really, really hard for me not to put this guy at the top of the list when he brought us three in a span of what, four, five years. Uh, So it's really hard for me to deny that this guy was the greatest galaxy player that we've ever had. And Um, and wasn't he such a showman too? He was, I mean, he was the general on the field. He was the guy who rallied the troops. He was the guy who really took it on his shoulders. Right, exactly. And that was the, the difference that we said between him and Zlatan. Zlatan was also critical of his players, the way Robbie Keane is, and they both commanded a sense of respect. But Robbie Keane was the general. Robbie Keane said, I'm picking you up, I'm putting you on my... We're getting there. Where Zlatan is, I'm willing to get you on... I'm willing to put you on my back, but you're the one that needs to jump on it. I'm not picking your ass up. Yeah. You need to yeah. get on my back, and I'll carry you there, but you need to jump on my back. Robbie Keane just said, no, 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 come on, come on, let's go picked you up, put you on your back, and, you know, and you march forward. And here's a guy who is considered the greatest DP. Um, obviously, th- there's now some contenders uh, that you can, you know, probably uh, make an argument for. And I'm sure as the league improves, you're, you're, he'll more than likely be, de- de- uh, be dethroned. From that spot, but Robbie King is considered the greatest DP of all time. If that doesn't land you at the top of the list with three <laughs> cup titles, um, I, I, I I don't know how else to justify it. But for me, he's my number one. Uh, Carlos Reese is my number three. It's hard for me to take away for the same reasons. Here's a guy who won us our very first MLS Cup. He also put this team on his back and he did it at 20, 21 years old. Um, a kid that nobody had heard of while we're over there trying to sign this big name star to help us, you know, finally get us uh, over the line. You find some kid no one had heard about uh, from Guatemala, uh, a country that has is not really known for its soccer and takes the best team or maybe not at the time i think dc united at the time i can say was the best team at the time but uh best team in the western conference if you want to say if you want to go that that uh direction took him on his back and single-handedly won mls cup and uh won our first house so for me it's hard to not put that guy in your top three above david beckham but i mean kino just yep. took it to another level Yep, David. Um, rebuttal. <laughs> rebuttal. It, it's true. Kino took things to another level. He he got us. He came in and, and was, you know, the, one of the most dominant players to ever play in in the league. And and um, I was in the building for all three MLS Cups. Yep. Um, and the reason I put him at number three as great as he as he was you can't you can never ever ever replace your first to have this Guatemalan kid who came in wanted all he wanted was a Rolex from Alexi Lavas <laughs> he came in out of nowhere we're from a, a Guatemalan family so we identified with him immediately and he brought us our first cup that's why he takes my number one spot 
survey says. Very good arguments. <laughs> <laughs> the t- yeah, the top seven. Points yeah, I'm telling you. Go to Lewis. Oh, yay! All right, are we doing I'm one last you, number? Let's let's round off the top seven then, and, okay. and our fifth. Then we have two more numbers. Then we have two more numbers. Then because you're gonna go back and forth with your replacements. Because I'm pretty yeah, sure. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're swapping. All right, here we way. go. Here we go, guys. Five. Number five, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Number five, Kobe Jones. David, you can go first on this one. David? Um, Kobe Jones is my number six pick. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you this. Kobe is, you know, Kobe Jones is the galaxy. He was uh, original member of the galaxy. The only, the, I, probably the second signing, I think. Um, I know that uh, um, Jorge Campos might've been the first. Um, Kobe Jones is, is the first American signing. He is the guy who just was the face of the galaxy for a long, long time. Um, Zlatan is a global star. And Zlatan did some incredible, incredible things in just two seasons. He created one of the most memorable moments outside of winning an MLS Cup of for any Galaxy fan. And I'll, and and I'll say this: as much as we love Kobe Jones, I don't know if he cre- ever created a moment quite like. The El Trafico debut that Zlatan had. It was a whole different time in league. It was a different time. So I mean, you know, it's uh, and honestly, dude, with with number one, number two, number three, it might as well minus one point, one B, one one C, you know. So uh, for me, Zlatan, just because of the 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 El Trafico moments that he gave us and the incredible goals, um, Kobe Jones, because of. He because he, he epitomized what the team was at the, in the in the early days. Um, okay, so once again we're swapping. Uh, I have Kobe Jones as my number five. I have Zlatan as my number six. Now the reason I say it for the same reason that Cienfuegos is a little higher on his list than mine. When you think of you know old Galaxy, you think of the, the people who built this team. Kobe Jones is right up there and in a time when the league started he was arguably the most recognizable face on the u.s national team everybody knew who kobe jones was and ironically i mean 1996 galaxy came into existence we have a kobe kobe bryant started his career in 1996 landed on the lakers i mean we, we were in this kobe filled town uh, town and and neither one disappointed they were both legends uh in the respect of sport and for me you know coming off of that world cup in 1994 where you're still starting off you weren't even supposed to be um coming out of the groups um you know kobe jones was a big part of that and and he lands on the galaxy and i i just think that when you look at that team that 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 team i think was that kind of at the time was kind of centered around him and he may not have had that 
Zlatan moment. And it was really hard in that era because you couldn't be able to garnish that type of attention because the league didn't have it at the time. Um, and But I just feel, again, with a cup title, he... He, like Cienfuegos, had to go through hell for six years, losing uh, two MLS Cups, uh, a heartbreaking one in the in the semifinals in 1998. Um, I just think, like, what when Ruiz came into play in 2002, I mean, it was just really to complement also those two players. Like, that was what, like, that's what you were missing. We were, we were missing that striker, you know, that that we didn't have. Or, or that first season, Hurtado did it. And uh, then the last 10 minutes happened. And then you just kind of lost it for, uh, after that where you were just missing it. Those two players needed that striker. They got it. I, I just feel with, with that cup and what they put into those first six years um, before that cup or leading up to that cup um, has, for me, Kobe in front of Zlatan. Now, Zlatan is Zlatan. He is going to have the greatest introduction to this league in history. It's going to be extraordinarily difficult, if not damn impossible, to top that. Chicharito could score five goals in his opener, and it would not top Zlatan's entrance because everything about that was just so perfect. Prolific, pro prolific goal scorer in the two seasons that he was here. Which is why I have him, you know, uh, even above Cienfuegos, has the Galaxy record for most goals scored in a season, shattering Carlos Reese's. He did it. He could have done it in his first season. Um, and he just went way past it in his second season at 30 goals, a byproduct that of he was put on a very, I don't want to say dysfunctional side, but the structure the way it was built from the previous administration where really it wasn't his fault. You had good players. You just didn't have a good team. Wasn't really his fault, but you didn't win a cup, man. You didn't win a cup. That's why Kobe gets the bump over Zlatan. Mm. More time, more time put in and you want a title. We ready for me. Service says, Please. Great nostalgia from veterans to present. Points go to David. We're at two All to right. one. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> number one. We no, already did that. number one. Yeah, we already did our number That's one. That's right. We haven't done our, we haven't done our number. We haven't done our numbers. My number two is Landon Donovan. Uh, number two. Number two. Landon Donovan. Yeah, so it's the one that we agree on, and we have to because, well, seven's an odd number. And Lewis uh, wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Landon Donovan for me, it's, uh, again, an L.A. guy uh, born here in Southern California. Sure, he had a little misstep there in San Jose, but I uh, came here and, and um, finished off his career here in Southern California. Uh, also, uh, three MLS Cups. Um put in a lot of work uh while he was here um he, during uh his uh you know during the beckham years uh, during our our you know really tough times to the bruce arena years where he just brought everything out of his players and uh became successful or you know uh mls cup uh successful uh here for the galaxy um he's in the same level as far as that comes with keen 
but um, that mental edge, that mental edge that Robbie Keane did have, that that desire to win, that 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 competitiveness that I felt that Donovan lacked from time to time. Um, there would be times that he would disappear in games, and you would forget that he was there. Like, hey, Donovan's playing. Um, you that really wouldn't be the case with Robbie Keane. And and um, and for the most part, I think he would lose interest in those games. You know, like usually, if he disappeared, he kind of lose interest, lost yeah. interest in. Yeah. Well, well in whatever some of those games was. were kind of important, but right, right, I mean, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> Hence our issue with it a little bit. You know, why he doesn't get the all-time number one because he was captain for a long time. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, but I, I just feel that, and again, he was. Um, put in more time than Keen did, obviously, but uh, at the same time, he, he I, I just felt that there, there was something about Keen that really made him special. Uh, it is shorter time with the Galaxy, um, and, and you know, obviously, watching those two work together and along with David Beckham was something that you know is probably the best. It was the last team that actually won the Supporter Shield when it actually meant something, um, and that team is, uh, and I can say this with no bias. I know. It won't sound like that, but uh, I can I can say that that team was the best team in MLS history. And if you were to put that team up against a team now, uh, they would be pretty competitive and they would still yeah. be in the running for an MLS Cup. I, I really, really do believe that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that mental edge that 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 Keen had, he's for that reason, he's my number one. Um, but. That's our top seven. I'm pretty sure that's everybody else's top seven as well. You guys would have a different, I'm sure, number one, uh, all the way down to a number seven. It could be completely different from me yeah, and David. Yeah, my order is a little different. Yeah, but... Mine is, I, I'll I tell think, you mine real quick. It's just right, Keen, it's Keen... Then shut up. <laughs> go, 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 go. Run down one through seven real quick, Bobby. All right. Keen, Ruiz, Bex, Don, Zlatan, Kobe, Sien, Campos. I'm throw eight back. Throw eight in there. Oh, okay. Mm. Campos. All right. Yeah. Okay. I've got Campos yeah. in there, but he's, he's further down my list. Yeah, he's uh, further down my list. And just for uh, the record, my number eight is Jonah. Uh, mine is Mike McGee. More more titles than Jonah. Um, <laughs> last, uh, and, and, and just because for honorable mention, um, because we had to pick 50, uh, our number 50, and this is, again, Lewis and I are, are you know, exact step. Pando Ramirez, number 50. Not because he was a great player, but hey, man, when you're picking 50 players, it's a lot. But if you bring us a cup, you get on the list. <laughs> if your one contribution to the team is the one goal that you scored, one as a championship, you're – you gotta get somewhere in there, dude. You gotta get somewhere in there. So <laughs> and, and he's our number fifty. Fifty is the best spot to be in. Yeah, you're mean, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will submit at some point. We will submit our uh, our picks uh, or our list uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're definitely gonna send that out to uh, once a G, always a G. He actually is looking for uh, everyone's list, to be honest, and he's gonna take a composite of all of those and then just kind of rank them. And he's going to do a countdown from the start of February all the way down to, I'm not sure if it was the season opener or the home opener. Season. And this is all to commemorate the season Good opener. Summer. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is all to commemorate the 25th season of MLS and the 26th season of the Galaxy. So um, if you have, uh, you know, some reservations about our list and how wrong we are, uh, go ahead, make up your own list and send them on over to one to G always a G. I'm sure he would really appreciate it. And if you're not following him, 
follow him. Another guy who does independent content and reminds us of the history of our very, very uh, beloved club. Um, yeah, it's much okay. needed for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, we have some listener questions that we uh, want to get to. Uh, can we get into those? Yeah, let's, 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 let's wrap it, it up. Let's, let's do it. Okay, let's do, do it. it. Wrap all it up. Right, let's do this. This is yeah. a long right. episode. Yes, it is. It is. Um, all right. At IE Galactico asks, are we deep enough? Hey, calm down. That's, that's, a that's the after hours show. Yes. That's the after hours show. Please it's, forward it to that. It's not 1030 yet. It will be well deep at 1030. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, all jokes aside. Uh, I don't think so. I, I obviously the the back line at center back were really thin. I don't even know if we had if people or Daniel Starrs were to get injured in training camp, for example, who comes in? I don't know what other center back we have in the books. Or even Harry if Kitchen. we have a, uh well, that's a that's someone that you're probably gonna have to put in center back because you have no other choice, which means you're not deep enough. That's one of the positions where you're definitely not deep enough. I still think um the midfield um yeah. Has to have a couple other depth players. I yeah. know we picked up Kleshton. I know we have um, uh, Kitchen because I know I'm pretty sure he's not going to be starting. Um, we have Alvarez, but I still feel that in the system that you're going to be running, you're going to be running a lot. You're going to be rotating a lot during the season. You're going to need a lot of midfielders to be rotated in games and just be substituted. And I just don't think we have that yet. We still need some depth in our current team. Um, so, uh, to me, the answer is no. Do you guys have anything else? Or? No, I agree with you. We will see no, what happens I agree. on the pitch. I agree with you. All right. At Christian, uh, oh, I'm sorry. At Christian Yvonne, what is your starting 11 on opening day? I'm pretty sure we're unanimous on this one. Pretty close to it. And yeah. this is, of course, based on the players that we have currently because that can change right uh you so know, from Bingham, here Bingham in the February. back you got Bingham in the back and Sue on the left uh Steres and Gonzalez in the middle uh Rolf Felcher on the right midfield you've got uh Corona JDS and Legette and then your front three is going to be um Pavon Chicharito and Katai yep that's pretty yep. accurate um, the only one that I would, and I would agree that that would be my starting 11. Um, the only thing that I would say could happen or I would be okay with is switch Oraho with Felcher because I think those two can actually go back and forth. I don't think there's a definitive starter, uh, or how do I say, I know Felcher will more than likely be the starter on opening day. I can easily see Oraho taking a lot of minutes during the season though. And if you put a Rajo on opening day, I wouldn't be upset about it, nor would I be surprised. But uh, other than that, it, I think it's pretty straightforward right now. Um, right now. Like I said, that can change uh, in a month if we pick up other players, especially a center back. Um, at Diego A8 asks, why do we still have Shelvick and Felcher? And who are the Galaxy currently linked to? I think we actually touched on that second part. Uh, the only thing that we know is Carlos Salcedo. Uh, we thought for a moment Alanis was uh, rumored to come to us. They said an unnamed MLS team. We now know it's San Jose. Um, that's going to pick him up. 
why do we still have Shelvick and Felcher? The fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, Felcher, Felcher for some reason, uh, Scalotto likes him. Um, or I think he he understands he provides a service. Felcher, I, 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 I don't think different. he's I don't think he's awful, but you know he's. It, certainly, Araujo is better, but he's, he's young. Strong so sometimes you but. can't, yeah, you can't just throw Araujo in and expect him to start every game and play every minute. So you need to have a, a veteran guy. Plus, I mean, why not keep Felcher around for his his pipes anyway? Uh, have, did you guys see the video of him? Yes, singing in the yes. in the, <laughs> the elevator. elevator. Good yeah. God, sploosh. <laughs> combination of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the people were saying people were saying that we should uh, do that as his goal celebration. Uh, the, uh, the the supporter section should start singing, I'll be there. That'd be cool. <clears throat> when, if you could actually get it. Get it to, cool. Right, right. So maybe like once a season. Everybody knows that song. Come on. You and yeah. I. Uh, enough people should know that song. Enough people should know that. Yeah, yeah for it, it to, be to, to be a singing thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Felcher, uh, short answer is Felcher's still under contract as a Shelvick. That's why they're still there. But as David said, I, I just think he kind of fits the system. He goes up, he crosses, he just can't do it correctly. I think that um, with the players that have been added, I think they will complement each other. Like we said, this team is now starting to come together. It's going to be part of a system. It's not just a bunch of players being put together and asking to play one style or a different style um you're actually now focusing this is how we're going to play how are we going to do this i think felcher fits that style i think he improves this season to be perfectly honest i, I do think he 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 does better i can see um, that and and I, I i don't think with the way this is the the team is going to be running he'll be left high and dry the way he was before i think that he actually does improve this season. As far as Shelvick, same reason. But if you've been paying attention uh, to, or I've listened to our, our podcast, there's currently four left backs in the books. In Sua, we know is going to start. We know that Acosta is going to be the backup. Triori is in the books, but he's probably going to be sent down to G2 because he is an international. I think we're currently on the, like, like the, uh, I think we currently have eight or nine, which is like the limit. So we need to put, we need to bring Trior down. And Shelbick also has an international spot. Now you're not going to start. There's no reason for him to be there. At some point, I'm sure they're working on some sort of loan deal, if not an outright buy. He will not be on the team. He is also being, um, he's going to um, be using up an international spot. There's no way that you're going to be using that valuable spot on the bench. So, um, just they have till February 28th to be roster compliant. So since he's not going to be in the plans on this team, at some point he's going to be out of there. Um, so we don't have to really worry about that until February 28th. So we still have a lot of time. He's not going to be in the plans. Um, Alonzo Vaquerano asks, any update on the center back and backup striker? Uh, so we've talked about the center back. As far as the striker, nothing. There's not a whisper as to... I said crickets. <laughs> oh, crickets. Not rickets. Crickets. Yeah, not I heard rickets. Although, not rickets. Although, rickets. Although, <laughs> I think Tosin Ricketts moved in this offseason. And I think that might have been maybe that that could have worked. Yeah. Um, that would have been nice. But uh backup striker. Uh 
whoever it is, it has to be, I imagine, an American. Again, you don't have that many international spots to go out and find an international and take up yet another spot. You'd have to find uh, another team that's willing to uh, sell you one. Uh, I don't know how many American strikers are out there that you can use, but there's been no linkage to the Galaxy. There's just It's been very, very quiet on that front. But again... If Chicharito were to go down, the only other striker in the books is Zubak. I got to imagine that a backup striker is also uh, on the top of that priority list. Um, so, but as of right now, um, just crickets. Not, not, yeah, crickets. <laughs> crickets. Um, at Rosie Zoma asks, "Are we really going to have crappy uniforms for the rest of our lives?" Bobby, this one, this one's all you, Bobby. You know, my our friend DRC said the same shit. To, he actually went on a whole rant. Anyways, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well it's said. A no. <laughs> it's a, it, you're, you're going through. Look, man, I, mean, I don't I, care I remember, how. But I, I mean, how fashionable the can league, they get? When the league first started. And you had those funky uniforms, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like it, at the time, you felt like embarrassed when you when you compare it to the other leagues in the world. Like, man, you can't be taken seriously. And then you look back at it, and you're like, "These were actually pretty cool." I, I kind of you gotta you gotta also you gotta and, also remember look at look at what um, some of the other like look look at at football uniforms across across history. Like remember in the nineties when everybody wore a super baggy, heavy ass jersey? Yeah, like, those are crappy too. You know, it's just it's just a a symbol of the time. And to be honest with you, when those boys are list, lifting that trophy over their heads, that uniform is gonna look so beautiful. Which one, the white yeah. one? Anyone? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, know. The, digi- me, the digital blue one would make everybody look, look like they have bellies when they're holding those, yeah. when holding <laughs> yeah, that trophy up. <laughs> I mean, just, I, at the end of the day, this is just a a, a weird period uh, for jersey designs. I'm not really sure why they're going down this route. I don't know why they're playing it safe. If you want to call it playing it safe, they're so dull and boring and lazy. At some Seattle. point, it's I mean, Seattle's. Oh yeah, the watermelon. Yeah, I saw it. Watermelon. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, dude, they look like watermelons. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Um, but at some point, the designs are going to get better. To answer the question, no, it's not going to last forever. Man. It just seems that we've had it for a very, very long time. But at some point, last, it, last it, it, you're going to... was pretty badass. I loved it. Last year's whose? The home jersey. The home jersey for last year? Yeah. I mean, it's... The blue stripe. It's yeah, yeah. Standard. I mean, it's I mean, yeah, it's pretty standard. It wasn't anything like it wasn't a new design. It wasn't anything that that like nothing, stood out nothing, or popped out. Nothing has been splashy. Like nothing no. has been splashy and like really trendy or cool looking. Really, it's yeah. all kind of just standard, constant. The constant standard. That's basically what we've just been getting. And then the sash weird. I mean, thing isn't that what the isn't that what the digital thing is? The the away uniform. Mm-hmm. It's like they tried something. It doesn't. They tried it, something. It didn't hit. Yeah, yeah. They it didn't tried hit, something. But, yeah. yeah. But they tried something. They tried. I mean, I think it, 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 it could have worked. I just thought the pattern was wrong. Yeah. Because if the yeah. pattern was different, it would have been really good. But they or and like you could have done they some trimming down the sides. I but, think they like, should have committed to the pattern more. Like if it had more distortion, I think it would have looked cooler. Yeah, like a lot. I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and the back, like, the, the back of the shirt shouldn't also shouldn't have that yeah, weird that like box. cut out. Yeah, yeah, it's got that blue yeah, box. Yeah. Which is See, that's weird. the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, they're like, oh, let's just do it in these little patch spots instead of thinking of like a full design. 
Yeah. It's kind of shitty. So, anyways. Yeah. But like I said, if we're lifting that trophy over the head, over our, over our heads, they're all gonna look beautiful. True. True. Good point. All right. We're still let's move buying on. them. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm buying yeah. the Silver One is because we're still gonna buy it. <laughs> well, we talked about this. The reason yeah. we're buying the the Silver One is because it's the 25th anniversary. If so, it wasn't, I don't think that's we gonna grow on us. Really I, think that's grow on us so I think so too. So to end that one, at whoever I forgot what it was, just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee right. you, if you spend 165 dollars on it, you're gonna you're gonna think it it looks fine. It looks beautiful. <laughs> um, or I'm not spending 165 dollars on that, which is also fine. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Jesus Gallardo asks, Emil Cuello League's Cup Golden Boot? Yeah, book it. For Golazos. Call up, call up MGM Grand right now. Put, put money on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like I said, they're going to be Golazos. They're going to be absolute bangers. That's what's going to happen. All right. At, at Pontius Fan 445 asks, getting a little ahead of ourselves, doing a balls and beer question. Predictions for the first game of the season based on who is currently on the roster. So we play Houston on the road. Oh, We're getting we ahead of ourselves. We can't do this We can't, yet. but hey, they asked. We have to do it. Um, is that the rule? Now people oh, can ask it. Rule. We're demanded. Yes, that is the rule. <laughs> well, I'm going to make a fucking tweet bot and force us to do a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> after 1030, Bobby, after 1030. All right, David, let's start with you. Predictions based on our current roster. What do you? What kind of prediction? I mean, I, I'm not sure what prediction is. Um, the only thing I can predict is that um, I'm optimistic. I think, uh, give, given what Houston's doing, I think uh, I think we can pull out a win. Bobby, do you want to skip this one? No, I'll do it. Opening day, we'll take it. I'm gonna lock it. Oh. <laughs> Mainly because it's not official. That's why he's doing it. <laughs> um, for, I, I mean, I'm with David. I, I'm just optimistic. And it's hard not to be optimistic in the, uh, in the preseason. Um, everybody is. Uh, I, I still think it's a tough game. We, we've been struggling against Houston the past few years. And they have a new coach in Tab Ramos. So I, I think that's a big boost to them. They signed, uh, who did they sign? They signed Christian Ramirez. They signed another forward. Um, and I can't think of it who it is. I'm they sure I'll have it. They signed a Ford. I don't remember who it was, but I remember when they did, I was like, that's a really good get. That's a really good get. Uh, and Todd Ramos is going to know how to use them. So I think it's going to be a very, very tough game. If I had to take a guess, it looked like we will have most of the possession, or I imagine we would have most of the possession. The ball just has to get into the back of the net. That was our problem last season. I'm hoping to improve it this season as of right now based on our current rosters i will give the edge to the um but like i said i i think right now the defense is still the big question mark we're gonna um, see some preseason it, games at least yeah um it's uh i mean i i still think based on the current rosters and you know on the little information that we do have about how this team plays i, I could still picture a shootout of uh, like a barn burner in, in that season opener um, but, um, yeah, it looks like we're all pretty optimistic about the, the, this season, or at least the start of the season. Uh, let's see. Joe Cromwell asks, did how you many get questions my email? do we have? We've had quite a few. Oh um, God. I think actually this is the last one. Um, nope. 
we, one other one just came in. Um, oh no 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 we're closed no no I put the right, sign up it says closed it says yeah, closed. I don't, I don't no. think we I don't know if we can answer either of the no, next no, no. Two, but yeah go no, for we it. got it Joe, Joe Cromwell says did you get my email I, I don't know yep. what that means I, yeah, I don't know yes, it may okay. have gone to junk okay so he okay <laughs> no, there it is David responded to that email. Think. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Means. I mean, All right, that's the last question. That's the last any, question. Oh, and the other one we can't answer at brleal13 asks any updates on the CBA. Uh, we actually don't have that information. We don't have any sort of insider source uh, to help us out with that. We are just as clueless as everybody else. As you. But from uh, yeah, and <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it seems that a lot of people are kind of optimistic about it. That uh, you know that. Season will start on time, and they'll come to an agreement. Uh, we don't know any of the details, though. So, yeah, we're just as uh, in the dark as uh, as most people are right now. And that's it. We are now officially closed, and no other questions have come in. And uh, that all right. is all. Last all right. thing. Last thing. I have, one, I have one last thing. Um, so, if you guys don't already know, um, the LA the new version, uh, Versions of the LA Galaxy chants are available. Uh, you can search up uh, Victoria Block on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Pandora, iHeart, Amazon, anything that you can find music streaming music on. Uh, look for Victoria Block, and there are a number of the LA Galaxy tweets. Uh, sorry, not tweets. Um, chants. Uh, so yeah, listen to them. Get yourself ready for the season. Um, make sure that uh, those are those are banging in your ear holes so that uh, we can we can all be ready for that Victoria block opening. And speaking of which, if you guys have not already, I implore you go follow V block LA on Twitter and Instagram. That is the official uh, social media for the Victoria block uh, standing only section. Uh, that is the joint venture with ACB Galaxians and galaxy outlaws, and probably a number of other um, supporter groups that will be popping up over the next few years in that beautiful new standing only section. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen Galaxy's uh, photos that they posted today. Half of the seats are now in place, or uh, I should say the, the the standing section is now halfway done. Uh, it looks beautiful. I cannot wait for the season to start. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 824. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. R.I.P. Mama, we love you. And this is Bobby. Goodbye, guys. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening. This long. You're the best. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 